Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Welcome back to Ridgecrest Sports Talk. <laughs> Radio. Radio. Was that what? Well, podcast, I guess. Sports Talk podcast. I can't remember what we called it. We called it the Ridgecrest Sports Network. Ridgecrest Sports Network. Let me start over then. Welcome back to Ridgecrest Sports Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's better. So, Pastor, we finished. Well, we didn't finish, but we started the last podcast sharing about our predictions for the ALCS and NLCS, and now we know know. the outcome. And I don't think any of us were right, were we? I got fifty percent of it. You had the Rays. The Rays. So you, you picked yeah. the Rays, so you got that part. But yeah. nobody was right for the NLCS. No, I guess not. Broxton, but you were okay with it, right? Broxton's our producer. You you were okay with how, how – I was, the, I was you, overjoyed. You know, so yeah, yeah. He's still, still hurting. He's a rabid Braves fan. And I, we're all Braves fans in, in this studio, but he's really – He's really a Braves fan. And what do you think the breakdown was? Okay. What, what, what caused the problem? Well, uh, you had two base running incidents that were huge. One extremely bad. I mean, the Dodgers are just really good. I think we have to recognize that. Um, do we have to? Unfortunately. Okay. Um, but you I, still had a chance. That's the thing. As good as they well, were. I was listening to the other night at midnight after the game ended. That's because you couldn't sleep because you were so worked up. Yes, I was listening. Try to having you. a retreat; you'll sleep real well that <laughs> night. I was I was listening to uh, Brian's Nickers press conference, and he was this just it's just personality, but he was like so overly positive, and it's like, well, yeah, everything you're saying is right. We are a young team. We did lose our ace, and you know, three weeks into the year, you know, we our entire rotation was gone at one point during the year, the projected rotation anyway. But with all that said, we overcame all that and we're one game away from the World Series three times. <laughs> three and times. we still lost. And so, yes, point taken. The future is very bright, and it is. But that that almost makes it hurt worse Yeah, because, yeah. because of that. So, because of what they overcame to get yes. there. And because, look, you got a three-to-one lead. All you've got to do is win one game out of the next three. And that's what that's where it stings a little bit, I think. So, um, yeah, but, the, uh, ba- the base running did it, I think. The, ba- the base running hurt, and then I felt like there was a couple opportunities that you could have done a few things trying to advance runners over. You know, I think the you bunt, mean got a little more aggressive. Well, you have to it, get on base to do that. Well, but also <laughs> the bunt is a lost art in Major League Baseball. Just to advance the runner for the possibility of a base hit to yeah. put somebody in a scoring position, and so nobody, nobody does that though, which is kind of frustrating. And I mean, John Smoltz was about to have a conniption if somebody didn't lay down a bunt, and and I they mean, didn't. And, I mean, but you got to think though. I mean, right. it could have been. You, you never know. I mean, to you're get right. somebody in scoring position, I had a friend of mine play college baseball, and he would tell me the process of their coach. Like, if the runner goes on base, no questions asked. It doesn't matter if you're the third batter, the fourth batter, we're still, whoever. We're, we're, if the first pitch, you're bunting. Oh, whoever it is. Oh, you're sec- going to get the guy. You're going to get the guy. Base. Second, second or third pitch. If you don't get the bunt down, then he's going and he's it, stealing. He's stealing. And so, I mean, just kind of that 
process of that, and I guess it's, I guess because of the long ball in the uh, major leagues now, uh, that's a loss. Well, start. there were plenty of long balls in that game. I mean, uh, seven runs scored, but but the uh, and then you know there are a couple of great defensive plays. Mookie Betts made an incredible play on a on a Freddie Freeman home run. I believe it was Freddie, wasn't it? Uh, what would have been a home run, and he just timed his jump perfectly and kept the ball from going over. Yeah, he did that about three times. He, well, that's <laughs> true. He did it. Yeah. He did it the uh, game before that, didn't he? Or yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah, the like game that. before so, was Ozuna, and then game four, I guess it was. Is it Rob? It wasn't. A, he didn't rob a home run. He made that diving catch. He made a diving catch. Right. A diving catch. Yeah, that think. was the first base running mistake. Yeah. But I think I think really the base running mistake was it in the third inning or fourth inning? The one with Swanson coming it, home. It, it yeah. just took the air I, out I of everything. I think that one cost them the game. Yeah. I really do because I think they would have probably when you you had what first and third no, no outs, outs, and um, I, I really think that that could have uh, won the ball game for them. But you know. It isn't all bad for me because I'm a huge Tampa Bay Rays fan, as I said in the last broadcast. I am but, now. Well, I, I hope everybody is out there. Me too. Me too. There. Pulling for the Rays. Um, but it's going to be tough because Tampa's bats aren't like even Atlanta's bats, but their pitching is really good. Um, but the Dodgers, Dodgers, you know, they got the they got they can generate some runs. You know, Atlanta and uh, the Dodgers were the two highest. Scoring teams in, uh, um, I guess, the National League, maybe even baseball, uh, all of baseball. But the Rays are great defensively, and uh, they've got some guys that can can hit the ball. Uh, but uh, they're not known for offense. They're known for playing the short the short game, and um, and defense. So uh, we will see. Because when we're recording this tonight is the first game in the series so you know hopefully they'll jump out on the Dodgers like they did you know on the Astros and then not let them back in it like they did they were able to finish they were able to finish but they did finish and that's the that's the important thing and they are in the World Series for the second time in their relatively young history you know so all right so around the table before we jump into the podcast plan what's your predictions Seven games. Who's going to win? David, where are you? Pick <laughs> your pick, Broxton. Um, Dodgers and six. I'm going with the Rays and six. That was going to be my guess too. Rays and six. Or do I have to pick a different one so I could be different? Nah, nah. All right. You, Pastor and I Rays and six, and then Broxton is Dodgers and six. You can pick something different, but you know what's going to happen. So. <laughs> they're gonna win in three games so you've heard it right here on right. ridgecrest um the ridgecrest sports network yeah ridgecrest yeah. sports network we'll have to find something else to talk about after um Baseball baseball's season. over with it yeah. <laughs> all right pastor well we are back on the shepherd talk podcast which is why we're here um for sure and we want to talk about this column that you uh have um recently pinned in a a part two of that that we'll just kind of continue this conversation over the next few podcasts i think about worldview and we've been sitting here in this studio talking about this uh for a while now because there's so much Mm -hmm. in this already and so much implication of a person's worldview and so just let's start here just 
help us understand more of the, first off, the definition of what a person's worldview is. What does that mean? And maybe even speak to help people understand if they might not even know what a worldview is, what are some of the worldviews out there? Okay. Uh, well, well, People may say worldviews. What what in the world? This is far more important than you may think. So before you turn the podcast off, I hope you will understand that this is uh, vitally important to, uh, I believe, both spiritual health and well-being and cultural health and well-being. Uh, so what is a worldview? That's, I think, the first question that we need to answer. A worldview is simply the way you view the world. And that's not to insult your intelligence, but that's a simple way to understand it. Uh, we are, and, and the reason the way we view the world is uh, important is because the way we view the world tends to shape our choices, the decisions that we make. They're based on how we see things or how we see our circumstances. It affects how we respond to difficulties, uh, even tragedies. Our worldview um affects our values. What we hold convictionally as values is really the product of our worldview. Now, some would argue that 100, 150 years ago, or let's take America, let's stay here in America, for example. Most of the worldviews are much older than America on some level. But let's just stay here in America. And there are those who would argue that... Um, that um, there were essentially two worldviews when America came into existence. One was the Christian worldview. The other was what we might call um, simply a, a worldly uh, worldview. Uh, it wasn't so much about identifying the different kinds of world, worldly worldviews. There were essentially, there was a dichotomy and there was the Christian worldview and all the other worldviews. And the reason that was as it was is because Christianity was the dominant influence in Western civilization. Uh, and as a result of that, it was the dominant worldview. So everything tended, so our laws emerged that Ten Commandments, out of the Ten Commandments, a biblical moral code or the way to see uh, the world through the lens of like the commandments. So um, so for, for the early part of American history and really up until the early part of the 20th century, without question, there was a biblical worldview. So values were determined by... Uh, the the moral ethics of the scripture. We sometimes refer to uh, American culture in its outset and for the first hundred uh, plus years as a Judeo-Christian uh, nation. And so that's all about worldview. So it affected our values. It affected, we, we made choices. Uh, uh, what we were willing to uh, say is acceptable in the public was predicated on what we what we valued uh, based on our uh, Christian faith. Um, you know, even early on, for example, in uh, television, when television broke on the scene, the things you would see on television. For example, if you've ever seen the Lucy Show, when Lucy and Ricky went to bed at night, they slept in separate beds in the same bedroom. Why? Because 
we didn't want in any way to communicate any kind of uh, picture that might lead the mind to think in a more risque way. All right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so we just put them there. And so that becomes a non a non issue kind of thing. And it's predicated on these values that we have about morality, which are derived from our Judeo-Christian ethic, which has formed our worldview, if that makes sense. So now, you know, we can talk about some of those worldviews. We don't have to. There's pragmatism. There's relativism. Uh, humanism. Uh, are just some of those, uh, naturalism, materialism, these are all worldviews. And then postmodernism, which I believe is the one that has most affected our current modern culture, so to speak. Yeah, so Pastor, when we think about um, this thought of worldview and the lens in which we see the world through. Maybe let's kind of wrap up with this on this portion of the podcast, and this is going to be a multiple parter. Um, but what is it that shapes a person's worldview? How do people get, let's say, and we've talked already about this, getting to a place where you don't even realize what your worldview is, or you make these decisions? What are those things early on that shape worldviews? And even maybe share with us some of the things you shared earlier about the age of when a worldview really is hmm. is uh, developed. Well, uh, there are a lot of factors involved in a person, the development of a person's worldview. I, I would venture to say, with no intention to insult anybody, that um, many people don't even realize they have a worldview. They don't because they don't think in those terms. Yeah. But everybody has a worldview, and that worldview was developed somewhere. Right. It may have been through academics, for example, where you were taught certain things, taught certain things, taught certain, and it formed the way you, um, the way you saw the world and subsequently the kinds of choices, values that, um, that set the course for your life. Uh, academics, uh, would, would be one. And by the way, it's starting early on. You ask about somewhere in my files, I have a, a, um, an article that said that a child's essential worldview is determined by the age of nine. In other words, the way they're going to see things is, I don't know how they arrived at that. Right, so, right. But I, I would say if you look at, for example, education today, uh, so much of the stuff that is, I would say, well, I would say the Bible says is unacceptable, is being pumped into children at a very early age as acceptable lifestyle choices and behaviors. Right. All right. So that's an example of it starts, and it starts early, which is why parents have such a huge responsibility to make sure they're getting the right values to their kids. They can't make them swallow them. Right. And they're, and then if, if they have biblical values or a biblical worldview based on the Scripture, and they're, they're trying to share those convictions, uh, why do we uh, believe this? Why do we do this? Why do we act in a certain manner? Well, here's what the scripture says is they're trying to, they can't make a child swallow that. They can give that to them. And, um, but they're, uh, look, let's face it, they're, we're all in a steep uphill uh, battle with this thing because the culture has so much time and influence through the media yeah. and through the academic setting to pump stuff, pump stuff, pump stuff in. 
And so sometimes a parent can feel like they're just trying to, to counter as much as they can to keep their kid from um, accepting things that they know are biblically unacceptable, right? right? So academics can be one. Listen to this. Relationships can be another one. Hmm. Friends. Yeah. Colleagues. Right. Uh, who have developed a worldview that is inconsistent with Scripture, but people are so influenced by relationships because they want to be accepted. Right. And so if there is a move or a um, an idea that is moving through the culture and gaining traction, well, people tend to say, well, I don't want to be rejected by my friends. I think differently, but I don't want to ha- I don't say that because I've got friends who have swallowed some idea which represents some particular worldview, it, uh, you know. And so uh, relationships are a huge uh, influence on a person's uh, worldview. The media is a huge influence on uh, worldviews. And today, more than ever before. Right. Because we have so many different media. You're listening to a podcast. And this podcast uh, and our conversation is based on a certain worldview. Right. Right? So you multiply this out, and you've got podcasts, and you've got a YouTube, and you've got Facebook and Twitter, and you've got all the social media platforms, all the video platforms. You've got news platforms, uh, television uh, uh, that is very subtle in crafting ideas and weaving them into the broadcasts uh, oftentimes so that it's subtle but over time becomes acceptable. All of that stuff uh, helps uh, shape a worldview. Uh, And then, of course, uh, again, um, parents um, in in a child's life are are so uh, key. That's why if you're a parent, you need to understand where you got your worldview. Right. And sometimes what concerns me a bit is that so many Christians uh, have actually adopted a world's worldview instead of a biblical one. They've actually adopted a worldly worldview, and they're trying to live in two kingdoms. And Jesus said you can't do that. No man can serve two masters. Right. So there are a lot of factors, plenty others in these, but that's just a little bit of an example of how a person's worldview is shaped, whether or not they realize it or not. But it causes you to see the way and and believe certain things uh, which may or may not uh, be valid. Yeah, this is so... um become so real for us right now at home with Collins as a seven-year-old because he's at that place where he comes and either just talks more about what's going on at school or he talks about what a friend said or or what he saw on TV and uh, he's a more of a thinker than I, I would say some seven-year-olds and so he he asks a bunch of questions and so for as a parent I feel like the real the magnitude of this is has stood out to me because mm-hmm. at his seven-year-old self he he's already thinking about these things and right now it could dramatically change the way he thinks 10 years from now and think about what I just said if in fact it's true yeah. that the basic psyche and worldview of a child is formed by age nine and he's seven yeah you that 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 kind of causes you to think, 
I got I two want, more years I, of this. I've got two more years <laughs> that I really need to to be able to help a steer navigate yeah. uh, the worldview that he, and that's part of the responsibility of a parent. Yeah, and so, you know, for us, to the smallest thing of a TV show on the screen, to going to the library and checking out a book that you think's just going to be a book on, you know, some sort of. Whether it's the sun or something like that, it almost seems like in every little thing there is some sort of interesting, a different worldview than maybe we want our kids to to be following. And again, it's that side of the 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 equation is trying to kind of infiltrate real slowly um, a different worldview than the one that we would say uh, is a biblical worldview. And so, um, Pastor, let's just let's just wrap up here because sure. I think we've defined this. We've talked about what shapes the worldview. Maybe just wrap up with a quick thought and then we'll, again, we encourage you to be ready for the next podcast where we'll finish some more. Some of this well, up. I just wrap up by saying, don't be naive and think that you don't have a serious worldview. Everybody has a serious worldview. And part of the, part of what makes us vulnerable to the wrong ones is not knowing what ours is. And so I would urge you to, to think about what that means and think about uh, how, to, how, how you have formed your worldview. Is it been, has it been formed by Scripture? Is it informed by Scripture? Or is really the way I think more the result of the culture around me? And have I got caught up in the things that they've gotten caught up in? So just know you have a serious worldview and think through how you got the worldview you have and identify the worldview you have. Yeah, this has been a fun uh, conversation to begin today. And we're thankful for these words from you, Pastor, but also thankful for those of you that are listening and would encourage you to um, just be ready for the next part of this uh, conversational worldview. And again, share this podcast, allow others to experience it and subscribe to our podcast channel and leave us a comment or review as well. Again, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.